All right. Um, yeah, nothing to lead with. I'll just try to answer your questions. Now, from an on-field standpoint, what do you do with Golden Tate now? Does he take less first-team reps so the guys who are actually going to play the first four games get to work with Eli? He's going to work and get his work, and he'll he'll appear in there with the ones at times, and then we'll just keep moving forward. So, What's your reaction to losing him for the first four games of the season? It is, it is what it is. This isn't the first time a player's had – um, has been suspended and you know he went through the the process to try to get it you know to appeal it and all and and so we just won't have him for four weeks so you move on and you make uh, make adjustments and then wait for him to get back week five you kind of signed him to fill a specific role though how is uh, we signed all the players Odell and he was going to be well we signed here and yeah how, I mean, that, how do you fill that void now with another receiver so that's how we do it. And, you know, it's unfortunate. This situation, uh, he will not be with us for a month, and so we'll fill that void with, with another player. That so. seems pretty simplistic, but there's not guys with his resume. You don't have, like, you know, five guys with his resume just sitting there ready to throw in. It's just that simple. It's, it's unfortunate. You know, there's times when you have injuries and you have to adjust on the fly. This is a situation where it's a suspension, so we adjust on the fly. So, um, it is just that simple. Pat, do you use multiple people to replace him on certain routes or run better by certain guys? We do. You know, I think the players are somewhat interchangeable. You know, Golden Tate is a player that obviously works well in the slot, but he also works well outside, and we have other players that can do that. Um, you know, Shep's a guy that's worked well outside and then worked well in the slot. So, you know, you make adjustments. And, and really, when you talk about skilled players, you know, you know, you don't have the same skill players all 16 games. And so, you know, those are the adjustments you make each week. And, you know, we just were aware of the fact that we won't have him for a month. And so we adjust. With all the emphasis on eliminating distractions, does it bother you that you go into the season with something like this? You just move on. I mean, it's just, it's just like anything that happens to a team. And, and so you just move on and adjust. Do you have to reiterate, like for culture purposes, do you have to reiterate to players that this won't be tolerated, this kind of stuff? For culture purposes? Yeah. I mean, I think he's been very honest and open about what happened, right? And Golden's a great teammate. And so, yeah, I mean, obviously they need to be smart. Players need to always know what they're putting in their bodies. And, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a constant reminder, but I think they all know that. There was actually several years back he made a comment though uh, there was a guy in his team suspended and he called it selfish I think that's kind of the line of why he's saying you have to address it with the guys and maybe no. that it could be viewed that way by guys on this team now no, I don't I don't view it that way I wasn't around him when he made that comment and I know the what happened behind the scenes with this suspension so I think you got to look at these as separate incidents and, and you move on Different than an injury, though. Are you disappointed that a guy, through conscious actions, put himself in jeopardy and now has disqualified himself for a quarter of your season? When you guys signed him, I mean, there was celebration in your building about the what he would represent to your team. Are well, you disappointed that he, through his actions, he now can't be there for a month? I think he's been very honest about why this happened. Okay, and, and unfortunately, he won't be with us, and so that that really is. That's how simple it is, quite frankly. Do you believe him? Do you believe his I do. Absolutely. I totally believe him. 
and he told me exactly what happened, uh, the timeline of things, and he was very open and honest when anybody asked him any questions behind the scenes, and I do believe him. In terms of when you split Saquon out wide uh, some of the time, what do you like about being able to do that? What of his skill set sort of lends him to being able to do that play there? Yeah, I, I think sort of the obvious, you know, I think he's a, you know, he puts pressure on the defense being outside, you know, off outside of the backfield uh, in a detached position uh, because they have to decide how they want to cover him. And I, I also think that, you know, he does such a good job of catching the ball. Uh, it's another way to get him in space. Is there anything, rather than me asking about specific guys, is any of the injury guys you expect to play Friday night? I mean, I know you don't like to share too much about who's playing, no, but anything? Like you have somebody, somebody. Ogletree, Beal. Uh, those two, probably not. Is, uh, I guess I opened the door Baker, there. Baker. Uh, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> is playing Daniel behind the ones offensive line still priority this week, or is that just a week one thing? Possibly. You know, I, I do plan on playing all four quarterbacks like I did last week, um, and so we'll see. Um, I'd like to see Eli get a little bit more time, and uh, so we'll just see how that plays out. But there's a chance he could play behind the one line. Would you like to get Daniel a bigger chunk of action than he got against the Jets? Yeah, I, the, the plan, I, obviously, last week was to play him longer. But the, with the delay, I shut down that whole group and then restarted a new group. So that was, that was the idea. So ideally, the way the last week played out would have been Eli to play a few more plays and then Daniel Jones to play a few more plays. When Corey Coleman went down, you guys signed T.J. Jones. Yeah. You still didn't know the golden situation with the appeal. Did you sign a guy like Jones with his resume with a kind of a longer view, knowing that he could be a guy who's up with the first team yeah. as um, he's been the last couple of days? Yeah, I mean, to your point, we signed him because we liked him. You know, regardless of moving forward, we felt like he was a guy that could come, come in and compete and make our team, uh, regardless of who we had on the roster. So... Um, we, it was more of a replacing Corey at that time. And then when you have a player that's going to miss a month, then it just kind of elevates the guys behind them to one of those guys may be a guy that's here for a month until Golden gets back. I mean, you didn't bring him here to be a camp guy. You know, there are some guys who you just kind of rotate the bottom of the roster. Did you have higher expectations for T.J. Jones, I guess? Well, we had high expectations, yeah. But we also have a lot of young receivers that we felt like had a chance to progress from what they did a year ago and make our team. So that's sort of the way our core is right now. Okay. Given how valuable Saquon is, how tempted are you to keep him out of the rest of the preseason games? Uh, you make a good point. Um, yeah, he's a valuable player. So we'll just have to see as, as time goes on if he's going to play in these games. I gave you a clue on the quarterbacks this week. I'll, I'll let that reveal itself. Saquon said he's comfortable not playing. He did. It, he essentially did it last year. Does that factor in? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think I just want to be smart and I want to do what's best. And you know, I think as we go through it, and you see the good work he's getting in practice, and um, you know, we just we just want to continue to do that. In the third game, you usually like to with most teams play their starters longer than they do. Uh, would this likely be Daniel's biggest workload in the second week, given the, the circumstances and situation? I don't know that. I think Daniel's going to play in all, you know, throughout. So we'll just have to see how it plays out. You know, I think it's important for him to compete in all four of the games. 
and certainly you'd like him to get as many reps as he can as he gets himself ready to play. When a team is learning how to win, how do you coach that? Like, How do you coach learning how to pull out a close game in the fourth quarter, for example? How do you do that through training camp and in practice? Well, we practice it and we talk about it all the time. Um, you know, as you get near the end of practice, you talk about, okay, now it's time to finish, so let's make sure the execution's good, so on and so forth. And then uh, when you do it, you got to just do it in the games, you know, and, and I think you learn to do it. I think you also bring in players that have done it before, so you have more guys on your roster that are aware of what that process entails. And then you put the ball down and you play, and I, and I think that's, wh that's where we're at.